JD Talking Sports. It is Tuesday, March. I'm sorry, March third, two thousand and twenty. I just finished Hunters. I'm not going to say a goddamn spoiler at all, but James, Joey, Gumbo Chef, Rock, LG, Michigan, y'all need to see it because I got a lot of questions and I need some answers. I was watching the Knicks last night and they were just shooting. It's become a three-point shooting barrage. And the Knicks got a meaningless win. And they showed that Chris Rock at the end did something where he, probably Portis, I think he bulldozed a Harden. And he, and it's funny to watch Harden. Every time he shoots it, he tries to get the foul. Like he jumps back, but then jumps into the player. And I'm like, dude, it's not going to work every goddamn time. And the Knicks won a game. Who cares? They got 19 wins in the season. They're not a good team. I saw that Spike Lee got into something with his seating last night. I, I, I was seeing about it, and the Knicks gave their opinion on it, which I thought was hilarious, you know, saying that they, you know, that it's a fabrication made from Spike Lee. Now, this is a guy who has been a Knicks fan forever, spends a fortune on tickets, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, and you're going to bash a guy who's been a supporter his whole life of the goddamn team. I mean, that's it. He said he's done watching games at MSG this season for the rest of the season a war of words over what entrance he can use are you really kidding me a guy who gives that much money to the franchise and James Dolan just keeps doing shit there was a video circulating online that Lee was yelling at Garden Security outside an MSG elevator leading some believe he was thrown out of the arena but a Nick spokesman said that was untrue and it was simply an issue of Lee using the wrong entrance you know James Dolan was shaking hands and smiling at halftime and so the Knicks won 125-123. He, he said the Knicks version's a spin, which I agree with. He said he's been coming to the same entrance to Garter for 28 years. He has season tickets. He took issue with the Knicks saying that he and Dolan were socializing at halftime. I wasn't shaking his hand. In fact, when he came over, I didn't get up right away. I'm being harassed by James Dolan. I don't know why. He'll be back for next season. Yeah, they said Nick's statement from the Knicks. He said the idea that Spike Lee's victim because we've repeatedly asked him not to use our employee entrance and instead use a dedicated VIP entrance, which is used by every other celebrity who enters the garden, is laughable. It's disappointing that Spike would create this false controversy to perpetuate drama. He's welcome to come to the garden anytime via the VIP or general entrance, just not through the employee entrance, which is what he and Jim agreed to last night when they shook hands. Uh, Greg Miller said he should become a yeah that's never going to happen but I just thought you know what I don't know what happened but yeah, I don't know what, what James Dolan is doing why you would pick fans with him Marv Albert got rid of him Larry Brown he got one, 28 million that one year 10 million in salary and eventual 18 million dollar buyout out of the four years 40 million Woody Allen uh, refused to do any promotion on the network on the Garden of Dreams Foundation Irving Berman demanding he sell the team by telling the 73-year-old fan to root for the Nets because the Knicks don't want you. He said a sad person, an alcoholic maybe. He wasn't fine because Adam Silver said he was got an unkind email and responded with an unkind email. Charles Oakley, someone, you know. The list goes on and on. I, I, I don't know. Did he go through a wrong entrance? Who, who gives a shit what entrance he goes through? He went through a employee's entrance and you're making a big deal. You want guys like him to, you, you want fans like Spike Lee. 
a guy who supports the team whenever. And James Dolan, you know, this is what the problem is. The team is so bad that this is all we're talking about is Spike Lee and all this stuff. And I wanted to, Linda, my client Linda brought up a point where I said, you know, how LeBron was always, you know, LeBron would get a hit in the face and did the full flop. And I said, well, you know, Michael Jordan never did that. He goes, Michael Jordan was a crybaby whiner, always getting calls. And that's a true Knicks fan saying that stuff. I don't remember, but I guess every superstar does it. I don't understand why they have to do it. You know, you're you're that good a player. You're not going to get every call. But they always do. They All, all, all athletes. Oh, about this and that. I never foul, but I'm always being fouled. Or I'm not doing anything wrong. I mean, I'd like to see once in a while, like, yeah, I did it. I did it. Yeah. But no. It's like they think they get fouled every goddamn play when they go down the field. Go down the court, whatever. Yeah, this whole Spike Lee thing's just deplorable. I, I can't stand James Dolan. He'll never sell a team. He'll be, he'll be the toxic element of the franchise forever. And that's not cool. And I saw yesterday, uh, so the Rutgers baseball team was going, was in Salt Lake City for college baseball, St. Joseph's, Monday for what was called an equipment issue. Their bags were sprayed with jet fuel on the transfer to the connecting plane. It's, it appears some luggage equipment is ruined. Still assessing with Delta on the next step. But imagine that. They said that uh, everything was functionally basically unusable. JA or JA1, the most commonly used com commercial jet fuels, could cause irritation and or other side effects should have come in prolonged contact with the skin. Now, the uniforms are drenched with fuel. They said there's no telling what kind of damage it did to the gloves, bats, helmets, and other equipment. So that was what the game was postponed for jet fuel. For jet fuel. And then, you know, I always, I love, you know, the combine I love because they go the 40-yard dash. But there are some things you read, you're just like, okay, Javelin K. Gidry's a D-back out of Utah. 40-yard dash and 4.29, a bench press of 21 reps. And this is from ESPN Stats and Info. Among the 14 accounting players who are on a sub-430 at the combine since 2003, his 21 bench reps are the most. So I think what they really should be doing is that they should make it like a... Like a triathlon, where you have to go from thing to thing to thing. You run the 40-yard dash, then you immediately go and do the push-ups, I mean the bench press, and then you do all your drills and get it all over with. Like set it up like a, like a circuit. Because in, in a football game, you're not doing one, you stop. I mean, there is a little bit of stopping. But, you know, if they're running a hurry-up offense, you know, you're never going to get off the field. And I kind of like to see what you could do under duress. And all these numbers would go out the window. But then they think, oh, the guys might get injured. But in the game, you're, you're moving nonstop. So I think it should be a circuit. And it would be even more fascinating to watch because you're making it like a circuit thing where to do everything all at once. It might make things for more interesting, much more interesting. And I was telling Michigan next year, we should go see Notre Dame play Wisconsin at Lambeau Field, which would be kind of cool. And then they're going to play Navy in Dumbo, Dumbo, uh, Dublin, Dumbo. USC is going to play Bama in Texas September 5th in the Advocare something, but they're going to be small blood next year. I, I think Saban's like going to be like, and that's going to be played at a uh, Texas stadium. At the AT&T Stadium in, uh, outside of, it's not Austin, it's Dallas, right? And I, I'm already getting excited for uh, football because it's like right now there's nothing really to watch. And I saw that St. John's on Sunday, first one, first one against a top 10 team on campus since 1975 when they beat Creighton, which is top, I'm just like, holy shit. And I saw the rankings that Penn State was as high as nine down, down to 20, Michigan's still 25. But there's a lot of Big Ten teams in there. And, and then I read this. So the Los Angeles Clippers owner Steve Ballmer is reportedly close to purchasing the Forum in Inglewood, California from MSG Company. Be so I guess they're not happy 
with the situation. They don't. They want their own arena. We need, they need another arena in L.A. So now you got the. So they'll give up the Staples Center, and he wants to be Steve Ballmer, who's worth billions, wants to build a state-of-the-art eighteen thousand seat basketball arena, entertainment complex in Inglewood, and they. But they have to do a deal with the Madison Square company, Madison Square Garden Company, which is owned by James Dolan. So the rich just gets richer. It doesn't. It isn't enough that he owns Madison Square Garden, the Knicks, the Rangers, and all that shit. But on top of it, he also owns the foreign property. Just unbelievable. I was like, holy shit. And I'm just like, they really need a whole new arena for the Clippers? Because there's not like there's a hockey team. The 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 what are they gonna make another hockey team in LA? I just feel like they really need two separate arenas for the Clippers. I mean, I guess they did in the past. I just find it funny with team, you know. I mean the Giants and Jets I mean, it's better that they're in the same stadium, but the the Jets can be playing on Long Island for all that matter. I mean, that would be kind of good. But the sharing of arenas and now to build a second arena. Like, look, the Islanders are going to get their own arena. I think more toward Belmont is closer to a long, out further from New York. They're really a Long Island team. And the Jets play in Jersey now when they're really a Long Island team. At least when they played at Shea, which was kind of cool with the, you know, the half baseball, half football field. And that's, hey, listen, there's a lot of money. You got billion dollar, multi-billion dollar franchises. They're going to do what they want to do. And I saw college basketball. So Kansas remains the number one top ranked team. Baylor lost to TCU. So Gonzaga moved up to number two. Dayton, Baylor, San Diego State round up the top five. Then you got Kentucky six, Flow State seven, Seton Hall eight, Maryland nine, who Rutgers plays tonight. Louisville 10, Creighton dropped to 11. Duke dropped out of the top 10. They lost to Virginia. Then you got Oregon, Nova, BYU, Michigan State, Auburn, Iowa 18. The dump at 19, they beat Penn, they beat Michigan this over the weekend. Penn State went from 9 to 20. Then you got Houston, Virginia, Illinois, Wisconsin, and Michigan. So listen to that. So you have three right there. Three, four, five, six, seven. Holy shit, that's a lot of Big Ten teams. And I know I'm missing somebody, but seven? It's crazy. The almost entirely new look, top 25. Everybody was losing. Duke moved back five spots to number 12 after a pair of road losses at Wake Forest from Virginia. They were held a 30.5% shooting by Virginia, which plays great defense. They have six, six consecutive ACC wins, defending champs. They're back at number 22. That's going to only help them. Michigan, West Virginia, Colorado, and Texas Tech also lost two games apiece. The Wolverines were the only one of the four to hang around the top 25 after a home loss to Wisconsin, a road defeat to the dump. Michigan State went up eight slots after winning over Iowa and Maryland. They're now one game behind Maryland for the lead in the Big Ten. They could have ten teams in the tournament, I think. And Michigan State closed out its regular season this week with a trip to Penn State and by hosting the dump. Nittany Lions, four spots to number number 20. They lost at Iowa on Saturday. They've lost three of its last four games since reeling off eight straight Big Ten wins. They have eight teams in the top 25. After Illinois and Wisconsin moved back in the... Eight teams in the top 25. Eight, I mean, just out of control. That's crazy. I, I forgot the dump. Eight teams out of the, yeah. I just was like, holy shit. Just crazy. Just just bonkers. Yeah. Gumbo Chef's asking me about Hunters. You have to watch it. Need to watch. Need to watch. Yeah. I, I was like a machine. Couldn't stop watching. I just, I couldn't. Couldn't, wouldn't, didn't want to. Yeah. And I was reading something about that the players should get a 50-50 split, which I would agree with. Uh, I, I jumped into, jumped into, jumped uh, into, dumped, jumped into, uh, bumped into Joe Bubbles' 
Girlfriend Babs, we had a nice talk today. She has a cold. This whole coronavirus is getting the whole, everybody's crazy. I think another person in New York, just talking to my parents, and they said everybody's getting crazy. You know, Michigan's dealing with it. Everybody's dealing with it, their jobs. I mean, I don't do that. St- I mean, I'm not in there. as I'm not in, my, in an office, per se, but. Oh, wow. Roddy Rich makes jump shot to get $1,000 for the whole store. Not bad. It's not bad. Everybody gets a thousand. And then I was reading about Mitchell Robinson is a chance to uh, eclipse Will Chamberlain's record from seventy-two, seventy-three of seventy-two point seven percent from the field. He's over seventy-three percent this season, which isn't bad at all. I mean, that's it's not too shabby on a Nick t- Nick season that is not gone as people expected it to, but then it never does because they're going to miss the playoffs for, what, their seventh straight year? It's still laughable about the whole thing with, you know, the Knicks missing the playoffs. And all we, we talk about everything. We talk about Spike Lee. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. And actually, two Knicks have led the in, in the field goal percentage. Ken Sears did it in 50 or 59 and 59, 60, and Tyson Chandler did it in 2011, 2012. So it's been done before. And Shake Milton for the Clippers made 13 consecutive threes over three games. He was uh, drafted at SMU. He was with Dallas and traded to the to, to Philly. Turned out to be a pretty good player. Yeah, and I was watching something. How many hours? <laughs> watching Family Feud. How many hours does a cat sleep per day? They said 12 to 16 hours. But the answer on the show was 20. I'm like, 20 hours a day? It's a lot of sleeping. And uh, Robert Mathis, I put this up from Mike Tyson. Everybody's a gangster until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. You get punched in the mouth enough times and you'll realize that, you know, maybe I'm not as tough as I thought I was. But I thought that was an excellent, excellent uh, quote right there. And while the Fury is set for July 18th at the MGM Grand in Vegas, do I care? No, not even, at least bit. And I love this one. So at the Trey Adams, Washington offensive lineman, was asked if you could change, you know, they asked you questions. If you could ask, change anything about yourself, what would you do? And he said, bigger dick. Because I always joke that the moil cut off more than I wanted him to when I had my circumcision. And it actually got leaked, and that's what people were pissed about. But I thought that was a funny comment. Because they ask you these stupid goddamn questions at the combine, and that's a good answer. You come out with a good answer, you know, that's a good, yeah, bigger dick. I mean, most people, you know, that's an honest answer. I don't know how it got leaked, but it did. And then Flavor Flav is out of public enemy over Bernie Sanders' flap. He's been with the... Been with them forever. He, he, he slapped, uh, Bernie says, with a cease and desist letter for claiming the group would perform at a rally in L.A. I mean, he's been with them forever. And I'm just thinking, really? You can't say what you're feeling? In this day and age, it's like, we're, we're so PC that anything comes out of your mouth. I mean, you've been, with, you've been with the band forever. Now, I know he's had problems in the past, but that's enough. He dissed Bernie Sanders. you got to be out of the band. you got to be out of the group. I'm a little speechless on that front. And I saw Yeshivas won 27 in a row. They got the, the D3 playoffs The went out yesterday. I forgot to check it. Because I figure Joey Bumbles doesn't care about Yeshiva. Most people don't. But I think after losing their opening game, win 27 in a row. They're number 13 in the country in D3 hoops. They got a lot of kids from all over. They defeated number two purchase, 86-74, in the Skyline Conference Final at the Max Stern Athletic Center on Sunday. We'll see how well it goes the rest of the season. But 27 row is nothing to shake a tail feather at. Yeah. Then the loss was 72-60 to L.A. and Os- LA to Occidental College. 
with a loss, and the and basically they've been playing their fifteenth. They, Sarah Lawrence, they went seventy for seventy-two for their fifteenth in a row, and since then they've just been kicking ass. Yeah, I mean they're they're playing some good basketball. It'd be nice if they could get it. They got players from all over: New Jersey, California, Texas, Colorado. You could play at bigger schools, but you know a lot of these kids are orthodox, and you know they can't go playing everywhere. And they go play yeshiva. They lost in the first round last year, but this year they think they'll make a run. Good for them. Go for yeshiva. playing with yarmulkes and stuff. I'm pretty cool about that. And then Sunday night. LeBron and the Lakers beat the uh, Pelicans. And, and James was telling me there was a play. I missed I missed the play he was talking about. But he said he basically, you know, tried to... He bounced the ball to someone and tried to grab it from out of bounds, which you can't do. And it was like, what? Did I do something? I mean, they, they come on, guys. You know you're doing shit. I guess he tried to see how, much you get, how many cookies you get out of the cookie jar. But they beat the... Pelicans, 122-114, but freaking Zion Williamson at 35 points. He's only going to get better. Whether, you know, talk about his turnovers, six turnovers. Who gives a shit? I mean, he's playing. But James at 13 point, 34 points, 13 assists, 12 rebounds. Freaking crazy. I mean, Zion Williamson is going to be a beast, a freaking beast. And they hugged it out after the game. Anthony Davis set out with a knee injury, and they still beat him. But they're playing better ball. Listen, John Morant making the Grizzlies a goddamn good team too. That he's going to be a hell of a player, and to think that you know, you know, everybody's like, oh, he's from all school. How's he going to turn out? He's going to be damn good. And and Lonzo Ball, nineteen points, nine assists, nine rebounds. He's playing some good ball, man. You know, I mean, he's doing little things. And then I saw that Jerry Rice. He's what? what he was eighty-five. So we're talking. Did the 40 in 85, so we're talking 35 years ago. He did the 40, and uh, they said they had an unofficial time because back then there were no official results published in 85, but he did a 4.58. Well, the goddamn guy ran a 5.98 in his late 50s, third fastest of his career per NFL research. And they said the slowest was in this this year's combine was 5.6 by former Washington offensive lineman Trey, Trey Adams, maybe because... Maybe because he was thinking about if I had a bigger dick that, you know, maybe things would be taken care of in that front. But who knows? And the Jacks want to trade Nick Foles, which is kind of crazy. He is one year into an $88 million deal, which is kind of crazy. And Michigan is, is home. I'm going to try to get this done quick. And uh, Leon Rose is going to work tirelessly to build. I mean, it's like the kid crying wolf. Bucks are high on Teddy Bridgewater. We'll see how that works out. And Trevor, everybody's trolling the Astros saying, what are the calls going to be and all that stuff. We'll see how that works out. So I want to do a quick podcast. I didn't get to everything today. Oh, Damian Lillard's going to play on Wednesday. That's good. Uh, I, Eric Armstead's trying to work out a deal with the with the Niners. James Lipton, Lipton passed. I just like watching that. Yanks are, Yankees are eyeing, eyeing Steven Matz from the Mets. That would be a kind of a good. And Super Tuesday, I haven't heard anything. I really want to talk a lot of product. product uh, uh, Politics. I try to stay away from politics. It's just not my thing. And uh, yeah, yeah. Knicks now are nineteen and forty-two. Good for them. Good for them. And Trout is going to have a baby boy in August two thousand twenty, which is good for him. Yeah. Leon Rose supports interim coach Mike Miller and his staff. I mean, you know, what is he going to say? He's definitely going to get someone else. He's going to bring someone else new in. He's uh, clients in included Joel Embiid, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, Carmelo Anthony, Carl Kuzma, and previous clients have been LeBron and Allen Iverson. 1942 in the season. 
Worst record in the Eastern Conference, fourth worst overall. Seventh, second consecutive seasons not making the playoffs. Not going to be good for them. Oh, and I love a Coach Case clap back at critics. He goes, when you question my coaching, come to Cameron and look up at the ceiling and see if you should do that. So I'm not, you know what? You have a bad year. You can't be freaking every year on on. It's going to take a while. And I saw the Drew Brees had on a freaking 149 shirt from, um, from Michael Thomas for the number of catches. I, I like that shirt. I kind of want that shirt. And listen to this. This is from Jim Passan on Twitter. Mike Trout has drawn more, drawn more intentional walks over the past three seasons, 54, than the Tigers at 53, Rangers at 52, the A's 50, the Royals 49, the White Sox 48, Baltimore Orioles 39, and Blue Jays 37. That is, that guy's a hell of a player, man. Yeah. And also, such no snow for the first time. Baltimore, Maryland, and Islip, New York, both recorded no snow in February. First time ever. Which shows that, no, it's not global warming. It's just crazy weather and it's what 50 something today I was sweating my ass off I was like holy shit I mean is the cold weather ever com- coming the Nets are gonna play the Celtics tonight who listen Jason Tatum is playing like a beast this year I guess we'll see how that works out Kyrie Irving sur- surgery was successful yesterday which is always good for him but the Knicks, I mean, the Nets are going to make the playoffs. Knicks aren't make the playoffs. We'll see how that works out. Yeah. We'll see how that works out for the Nets. Not playing great ball right now, but listen, they're missing freaking Kyrie, and they got no KD, and they're still in the hunt. And this is always good. When a guy sends a huge contract, Chris Sale now has elbow soreness. Had an MRI, sent for an MRI. Tell you, pitchers, it's hard to give them a lot of money because, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And then Laramie Tunsil fired his agent, and he's going to be the highest-paid tackle this offseason. We'll see how that works out. And I was like, all right, we'll see how that works out. And Judge, Aaron Judge, doubtful for open, opening day, shoulder. They don't think he's going to be ready, which is great. I sent it to my buddy Lanker, and he's like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. And I'm telling you, I told you, he can never stay healthy, Aaron Judge. Never stay healthy. He's a lot, And, you know, he can ask for all the money he wants, but... Guy can't stay healthy. And Frank Gore, not expected to bring back next season the Bills. We'll see if he's going to go retirement or free agency. We'll see what happens. Yeah, everybody's roasting. the Zach Britton was roasting the Red Sox. You guys got the Red Sox on this broadcast. They know what's coming, pitches-wise. Yeah, and Jags have 10 picks in 2020. They just traded A.J. Boye to the Broncos. Uh, and, you know, Jacksonville's... Loading up for the draft. We'll see how that works out for them. I can't get over Aaron Judge, man. Aaron Judge always freaking hurt. I mean, it's just scary how much he's hurt. Yeah, boy. It's crazy. And Yelich, Christian Yelich might be getting a deal worth more than $200 million with the Brewers, which he should be paid. He's worth the money. Give it to him. And Tim Duncan will take over as head coach with uh, Pops missing the game tonight due to personal business. So Tim Duncan will be head coach tonight. And, the, yeah, the Bucks do not want Derek Carr. I think they want Teddy Bridgewater. They want a guy who can move around. Yeah, Gumbo Chef. Yes, yes, if I'm sleeping better, I took a nap today, which was good. Yeah, I was like, ooh, too tired, too tired. And there was something else. Okay, so let's look up the sports tonight. I don't know what's on. I know Michigan's home, and she's like, get off here. And I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. 
And no, she didn't say anything to me. Yes, Wake Forest is going to play UNC tonight, senior night. We have... Yeah, that's it. Uh, the Nets are playing tonight. Oh, Rangers are playing the Blues tonight, so we're going to be watching some hockey. Yay, hockey! Oh, and Biggest Loser's on tonight. I'm very excited about Biggest Loser. The yeah, Nets are at the Celtics tonight. I'm very excited about that. Well, UNC is playing today. You know, let's get to some trivia questions. Dun, da, 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 da. Aaron Judge hurt again. Wonderful. Just fantastic. Okay. Trivia question from last show. Okay, last show trivia question. Okay. Most wins in Clemson basketball history by coach Brad uh, Brownwell, 184 wins and counting. Today's trivia question. Can Michigan answer this one? Name the first NHL goaltender to get all 16 wins in a Stanley Cup playoffs. So that means he won every series, every game of every series. Name the first NHL goaltender to get all 16 wins in a Stanley Cup playoffs. All right, folks. Have a good night. We're out of here. Peace out. Love you all.